The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose the credit union, choose local, choose community. On this week's podcast, we're reflecting on a famous win for the Castlehaven ladies footballers who continued their rise up the Cork footballing ranks by clinching the county intermediate title after an epic 25-metre free shootout win against Glanmire on Saturday. We'll be joined by Captain Siobhan Courtney, who along with Rachel Welton kicked the winning freeze as Castlehaven won the shootout 2-1. We'll also look to the County Senior A hurling final between Corsi Rovers and Father O'Neill's at Park Aquive on Sunday. Matthew Hurley has been catching up with Corsi's manager, Sean Gaheen. But Kieran will kick things off today with a look back at a mixed weekend for West Cork clubs in County semi-finals. On a positive note, Bantry Blues got the better of Ive Leary in the intermediate semi-final on a scoreline of 3.13 to 1.16 and they'll now take on Canturk in the county final on October 23rd. Elsewhere, the Bars got the better of Castlehaven in the final part of their county semi-final trilogy to end the West Cork side's interest in this year's championship. While O'Donovan Ross's run came to an end in the Senior A championship, Gino Donovan's side were bested by St. Michael's on a scoreline of 2.21 to 2.11. But Kieran, starting with Bantry, the Blues are now well-placed to win their first adult football title in 24 years, a long, long time. That's exactly Jack. It's such a long time for Bantry Blues. It's their first county adult football final since 2001 when they lost the Cork Senior Football Final to Nemo Rangers. And they'll be hoping for their first county senior adult football final win since 1998 when they beat Duhello in that decider. And that was Bentry's second county senior football title in four years because they won in 95 as well. But 21 years is a long time for a club like Bentry Blues to wait to get back into an adult county football final. But they're there on merit. They, if you remember, they topped their group in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship this year. Um, they had a great win against Castletown Bear in the Battle of the Battle of the Bay in the group stage. So that put them through to the semi-final and it, again another super win against um, Ivalieri, 3-13 to 1-16 last weekend. Rory Dean led by example, he kicked six points and men of the match performance by the former Cork footballer Arthur Coakley kicked 2-3 for Bantry. And it's just great to see Bantry back in a county final and 
if you look back at last year, Bantry were on their knees as such because they got relegated from the Senior A Football Championship. They'd been in that relegation final two years in a row and they eventually fell through the trap door last year. So they found themselves down in the Premier Intermediate Football ranks, which is the third tier here in Cork. And they could have felt sorry for themselves and kind of wallowed in there in what had happened in the previous years or actually get back on the horse and make a, a really good go of it this year. And in fairness with David O'Donovan at, at, at the helm there, They've really responded, and it's just great to see Bantry back in the county final. They've four wins in a row, four championship wins in a row, I'd say for the first time since they probably got to that county final back in 2001. And much like Donny's last year, when Donny's got to the semi-finals of the Senior A Football Championship, what these new grades in Cork are allowing teams to do, they're, they're allowing teams to... Um, you're, you're in the grade that you deserve to be in, because you just can't... A team can't be up at Premier, Senior, Premier Senior anymore if they're not good enough because they'll get found out and they'll drop down through the ranks. So Bentry are a Premier Intermediate club because they deserve to be there. But what it, this season has done, it's allowed them to rebuild, regroup and go again. And they now find themselves in a, in a county final against Cantork in a couple of weeks' time. And it's just, it's just great news for the club. It's great for Bentry Town. I think it's brilliant for Bentry um, to get a bit of bunting back around the town, a bit of excitement, a huge game to look forward to. Great for the clubs, great for the, for the kids in Bentry Blues to look up to their, 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 new, their new heroes who, who are in a county final. And I know we're going to have a lot more about this um, final in the weeks to come on the podcast, but it's, a, it's the real positive story from, from the inside of the, the football championships last weekend. Yeah, and obviously, as you rightly point out, we will be doing a deep dive on the final in the coming weeks. But just briefly on Canturk, the team that they'll they'll face. What do we know about this Canturk side? And at this stage, how confident would you be of Bantry going back up the ranks? I'd be hopeful Bantry will get back up to the senior A ranks at the first time of asking. But Canturk, Canturk will be a, uh, will be a tough enough, tough nut to crack. Um, there's watches for every looking at team. I think it was against Neva Bond in the group stage of the championship, but I, I could be wrong here. Where whatever score can Turk put up, the watches kicked it all. Like there's there's cousins and all that, and that's the brothers and cousins and so on. Um, can Turk beat Kilimanjaro by a point last weekend? And I know John Evans, the Kilimanjaro boss, was saying after it was an absolutely heartbreaking defeat. But Kilimanjaro. Um, sorry, Kentork are a really, really good team and it'll be really tough opposition for 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 Bentry. For example, Aidan Walsh, a former teammate of of Rory Dean, like they'll be in opposition up in up in Parky Creve in a couple of weeks' time. So it's a big ask for Bentry Blues. But the big thing is they're there on merit and they're one game away from a county title and promotion straight back up to senior race. So I'd be hopeful that Bentry do the business. Good stuff. Well let's Look at the more sombre news. Sombre is probably the wrong word, but... Disappointing. Disappointing. Yeah, sombre is probably pushing it a bit too far. But two of West Cork's most prominent clubs were in semi-final action as well at the weekend. Castlehaven in the Premier Senior Football Championship and O'Donovan Rossa in the Senior A Championship. Both were knocked out. Castlehaven on the wrong end of a loss against their recent rivals, the Bars. It was the third semi-final in a row that they've met and the Bars have got the better of them. Yeah, third semi-final in a row and Bars are edging it 2-1 at the moment and Bars were good value for the for the win in Parky Cueve last Sunday, 2-17 to 1-16. It was two second half goals that did the job for for, for the Bars, Stephen Sherlock and Brian Hayes and there was, there was no qualms after about the result because the better team did win and in Thursday, Southern Star in his, in his column, Holly O'Sullivan makes the point that the Bars are a better proposition this year than they were last year. He, he, he can see this is a team that's improving and 
You've got her to, to remember too that the Bears are the reigning Cork champions. They are the reigning Munster champions. They're a, they're a team brimming with talent. But Haven really did push it to them. Um, that first half was score for score for score. And it looked like we were set up for another really, really tight second half. And at halftime, I was thinking, is there the possibility of extra time here? And could we get another pin to shoot out? But it just didn't turn out to be the case. Um, Haven will be disappointed to bow out. But they, I suppose you, you can't take comfort as such. But when you lose to the better team you know I think you can you can take that uh, you, you can take that in the chin a lot more easily whereas if, if you lost the team that you felt that, that you should have beaten so um, disappointing for Castlehaven they've been the most consistent West Cork team over the last decade but it's actually you now it's it's gone on only 10 years since Haven won their last senior football championship I was actually surprised to, when I saw that stat again it was 2013 um, when Haven won their the most recent and that's that's 10 years and you're looking at the, the team there and they are good enough to compete and they are good enough to, to, to win a title. Look at uh, Brian Hurley, Mark Collins, Damien Cahillan, Conor Cahillan, uh, Jack Cahillan, young fellas coming coming on, on, on stream there like um, like Robbie Minahan. Like it's, a, it's a really, really good team. So Haven will be there or thereabouts, but they, they've got to figure out a way to get the better of this good Bears team. Well, they can at least take some solace from the fact that the Bears are also in the Premier Senior hurling final as well and those three Catalans as you mentioned will be involved so there will be some Castlehaven interest in the county final stages but it will be with the Bears and it will be with the small ball the other big semi-final at the weekend Kieran, was obviously O'Donovan Ross's loss to St Michael's in the Senior A semi-final and we said last week on this week's podcast well you said you had heard through the grapevine that this St Michael's team were looking really strong throughout the championship and there had been whispers that this is going to be their year potentially and it looked that way at the weekend they had 10 points to spare over Gino Donovan's Skibbereen side but all in all will Skib be happy with their season this year because it's an improvement on last year at the very least oh it's certainly an improvement on last year like they've been kind of up and down the last couple of seasons go back to 2020 they got to the semi-final they lost to Aeroog go to last year they didn't even get out of the group this year back into the semi-final again but they lost to a St Michael's team that won by 10 points but weren't a team that was 10 points better than Skib on the day um, this is Gino Donovan's first year in charge of Donovan Rasa and I think he'll see it as, pro- as progress and he was said after it's a learning curve and, and a process this Skibbereen team is on so um, he was saying after too that he, he thinks he'll be in charge again next year he thinks he's got the, the nod already so it's, I think that's something a bit of consistency for O'Donovan Rasta so they can build on what they a- achieved this year some good performances Dylan Horahan Don Logue Hodnett Worryburn all played well the last day but that was O'Donovan Rasta's first game in the new Parky Cueve and I think I saw it was Tony Davis on, on Twitter headed it was O'Donovan Rasta's first game in Parky Cueve new or old since the 1994 county football final which is a hell of a long time what's that Jesus we're talking 28, 28 years, years yeah. which is just crazy for a, when you think that O'Donovan Rasta are such a well established big club but um, it's an experience that will stand to skip to, um, to all their players and hopefully that they will bounce back next year and just on Michaels for a second I'm just, I've written down here they have been so close to getting out of this grade over the last couple of years. So last year they lost the senior A final to Mallow who went up. But in the previous guys, when this was the Premier Intermediate Football Championship, they lost finals in 2012, 2015, 2016, 2017 and 2019. Like, you can call them the bridesmaids. You know, if uh, 
they deserve to get out of this grade and, and to, 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 to oh yeah, take it up to the to Premier Senior and to see how they get on there. So um, they're true to the final. So we'll watch on with, with interest how, how St. Michael's go. And maybe it'll be good news for West Cork clubs if Michael's do get out of this grade because they beat Skib this year, they beat Donnie's last year. So we wish Michael's the best look this year because it might mean better look for West Cork teams next year. Good stuff. Well, let's park the men's game then for now, Kieran, because as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to be joined in a few moments by Castlehaven ladies captain Siobhan Corney, and that's after they secured their place at the top tier of Cork ladies football for next season. And the story of the Castlehaven ladies, Kieran, is a remarkable one over the last decade or so. A hundred percent. In the last four years, so they've won four county titles in a row. Junior C in 2019, Junior B in 2020, Junior A last year, and now they're county intermediate champions. And now Castlehaven, I think the ladies club, 10, 11 years in existence, are up at the senior ranks. They're up with the with the more nabbies. They're up with, with, the, with the big teams. And you can't deserve that. They, you can't say they don't deserve to be there. But by God, they do it the hard way. The, the second year in a row up in um, CIT, now called uh, MTU, they needed a, a, a free shootout to get through the final. Last year, they got the better of Donnie's in the Junior A final. And this year, it was Glenn Meyer after a real arm wrestle. It finished 211 to 114 after extra time. Went to the shootout. And Siobhan Courtney, who we're going to hear from quite soon, she kicked one of the frees for, for Castlehaven. And then Rachel Welton, pointed her way into the history books, into folklore in, in Castlehaven. They'll have to build a statue in Rachel Welton's honour because she, she nailed the kick that have sent Castlehaven up into the senior ranks. And like you said, Jack, it's one of the, one of the great, I suppose, GA West Cork success stories of the last four years, how a team has, has risen from junior C up to the senior ranks over the space of four, season, four seasons. And you'll hear from Siobhan quite soon. Um, it's been a, a hell of a ride when they're... But they're not going up to the senior ranks to make, make up the numbers. They're going up there to, to really make an impact. And I remember talking, I think it was to Siobhan after they won the, the, the Junior A last year. And it was almost the same the same message that they weren't going up to inter- intermediate just, just to look around and, and enjoy the scenery. They were going up there to do something. And they did it this year. And now they're up at the senior ranks. And it's um, I'd be very interested to see how they get on up there. And just to flag it for next week's Star Sport I'll have a, a nice piece on, on the rise of, of Castlehaven ladies. So I'm going to flag that one week in advance. So any Castlehaven fans listen to this week's podcast, there's a load in this week's star, but there's a load in next week's star as well. Okay, well, let's not waste any more time. Let's hear from one of the Castlehaven heroes. It's their captain, Siobhan Courtney. Four county titles in a row for the for the Castlehaven ladies going from junior C up to the senior ranks in the space of four magical seasons. So, um, Siobhan, do you almost have to pinch yourself to see that this is real? Yeah, we do a bit. Um, I suppose when we started off um, those four years ago, um, we never would have thought that we would have had this success. I mean, our goal was always to move up through the ranks. Um, as we went up through the ranks, we knew that it would get harder and harder and we'd have to, you know, um, train harder, be more dedicated, our commitment, uh, bring in new players. And I suppose that has added to the success over the years. What do you think the secret to Castlehaven success is? Um, I think the backing is there within the club. Everyone wants um, the women's side of the club to be as successful as the men. Um, people want to see the, the ladies doing well. They want that for the underage. And, you know, people are involved in all areas of the club and they're willing to give their time freely 
um, you know, the same volunteers or multiple volunteers are overlapping between the men's and underage side of the club. And, you know, people who have knowledge of football and are interested in football are helping out. And that is of benefit to everyone. Must be really proud moment for the club too to now have a senior men's and ladies football teams. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, in a short space of time, we have moved up to the senior ranks. Um, you know, when we started this year, I suppose our goal was to try and get to a final. Um, but to you know to be victorious was another step um, in that ladder of success, and we're absolutely delighted with it. It is a great testament to the to the area here to have senior men and women. And how important is Didi Cahillan in this success story? Oh, he's massive. You know, he ties it all together, really. Um, the commitment and dedication that he gives, you know, he, he expects the same from the rest of us then. And I suppose he leads from the front then. Um, he's, you know, constantly organising different things and everyone is willing to put that work in then when you see how much the management put in. Like you said there, your target at the start of this year, your first year up to meet it was try and get to the final how did you find your feet so quickly at the intermediate grade? Um, I suppose in the last few years, we've been playing a nice style of football and it was just um, improving that a bit more. We also found that, you know, we had um, more younger players coming up and wanting to play with the adult team this year. Um, and then that competition for places um, encourages everyone, pushes everyone on. You know, we were we were in the gym earlier in the year developing um, our strength. Um so that area also is really important as you go up through the grades. And I think that's, that's really benefited us. You mentioned there about newer girls coming on the panel. Have you found it kind of that, that old cliche, success breeds success, like that, 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 that the girls in the parish have seen what she have achieved over the last couple of years and they're putting their hands up now. They want to be part of it because they've seen you win junior county titles, C, B, A, and intermediate. So like, there's a real momentum behind the Castlehaven ladies team at the moment. Yeah, there is. Um, I know it is a bit of a cliche, but I do think it is true. We, um, you know, we've had great success over the last few years and people that, you know, when we started off, there's a few of the younger panel who would have been um, like very young when we started off the ladies club. Um, you know, they started and moved up to the structures of the, the underage teams and are now wanting to be part of our panel. Um, and I suppose success does breed success within the whole club. You know, teams are being more successful. They're moving up through the grades and, uh, you know, the skills and the knowledge is there within the club. They say lightning doesn't strike twice, but looking at the county final against Glenmire for the second year in a row, Hesselhaven went all the way to a, a shootout and freeze to, 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 to win a county title. So um, did that experience against Donnie's last year winning the Junior A, how much did that stand for you when you faced off against Glenmire in that, in, in, in that free shootout at MTU? Yeah, I think, you know, when we got to the end of extra time, it wasn't as daunting for us this time. You know, we knew what lay ahead. Um people I suppose weren't as um, shell-shocked at what was going to happen um, we had practiced it quite a bit now um, this year you know I suppose we were laughing and joking ah we'll never get to this again but there we were and that was a huge benefit to us you know people weren't um, people weren't worried about going up taking the shot they were happy to do so um, I mean at the end of the day we were all a team in it and you know whatever the result um, we've all done our best together. Um, luckily, we did. You know, we scored. We we did score two, which was which was enough. Um, but I do think that experience of last year stood to us. Yeah. You, you nailed one of the frees in, in the shootout. What was going through your mind as you stepped up to kick the ball? 
Um, well, I'm not sure, but I, you know, we we did a lot of practice during the week um, on it. I suppose in a fun way more so than actually having to do it seriously. But um, you know, I had a bit of belief in myself um, when I was over training during the week. I suppose I'd been kicking a lot of them to the left. So I knew that I, I needed to straighten up a bit and um, I was delighted just to see it go over the bar. And what was that feeling like when you saw Rachel Felton kick her free over and did that turn out to be the winning kick? That must have been a magical moment. It was, it was. Rachel did the same for us last year, which was brilliant. Um, it was, it was great. I suppose we knew we still had to steady ourselves because um, Glamour had a shot to take still. Um, so, you know, we could have been going a bit further with the, the shootout. But, um, I mean, it put us in a really good chance. You know, we were down one and then all of a sudden we were up one and, uh, you know, we were in there then, which was great. You're a team where you had success over the last couple of years. So how did the celebrations on Saturday night compare to what had gone in previous years? <laughs> um, the celebrations were pretty good. Yeah, I think as we've gone up through the grades, the celebrations have upped as well. Um, so, um, yeah, it was brilliant. You know, I suppose we've had to regroup now again this week. Um, it's a quick turnover to the to the monster. Um, I suppose we were disappointed last year with um, how we how we performed and how it ended for us. Um, so we're hoping to do, you know, to progress a bit more this year. You mentioned their monster. So Castlehaven are out in the, the Munster Intermediate Championship this weekend, taking on the Waterford Champions on Sunday, I think. So how, how hard is it to regroup? Because you're just coming off an incredible high winning an intermediate title and going up senior. But to, to focus the minds back again this year and get ready for another game this weekend. Yeah, I suppose it's all bonus territory now. Um, we go out, we give it a go. We, you know, you don't know an awful lot about the opposition. Um, but I suppose you go out and you try and play your own game and you adjust as you're playing the game. Then we, um, it is, you know, you're coming down from a um, from a high, but you're trying to carry that momentum into the game, um, get the bodies recovered and to go again. Uh, to be honest, I think if you asked everyone on the panel, um, would they like to be still playing football? And everyone would say yes. So you know, we're delighted to be still going. We don't want to end. And obviously, like Munster's coming up, so you probably haven't even thought about going senior next year. But at some stage over the, over, over the winter, Siobhan, like you'll be thinking, okay, we might have a crack off Moran Abbey next year, or or Clannacilty, or Kinsale, or, or whoever it is at Era Oak, or whoever it is. Like that's where this Castlehaven team wants to be, taking on the best teams in the county. Absolutely, yeah. I suppose we really we will be testing ourselves massively now next year um, in the senior ranks, but it's you know it's an opportunity and it's a challenge that we're looking forward to. It's where we've wanted to get to, and um, I suppose we will we'll have to have a look at our training and see what we'll need to do in pre-season. But we have to up it a bit more, maybe our strength program. Um, I think it'll take a bit more to get you know to be to be really competitive in the senior ranks. Um, but I think we're all willing to put in that hard work. You could probably take a lot of encouragement and confidence from the fact that every step up you've taken over the last couple of years, you've met that step. And at the first time of asking, you've, you've progressed from, from, from that grade. So, like, this is a team, like I said, there's momentum behind you, obviously, lots of scalability and all that. But you're, you, you've proven that you're, you're, you're able to take those step ups. So, you can take a lot from that as well. Yeah, we can. I suppose every year when we when we start off, we have a team meeting, we set out, you know, what our goals are for the year. And, um, you know, then we decide the management decide how we're going to get um, to those goals and how we're going to reach those targets. And people have no problem putting in the hard work. Um, I suppose there'll be it won't be any different this year. We'll have to decide, you know, what our targets are. What are we trying to do at senior level and uh, go from there? Consider that the, I think the Castlevania ladies club, what is it, 10, 11, 12 years to 12 years old like it's it's still quite new for this team to go up senior so fast like it's a, 
like you said earlier, it's a testament to the people in the club and everyone in the background that's played their part in this. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, there's an awful lot of people that it takes to run the club. Like we're just out there, you know, training and playing football, I suppose. We're getting huge benefit and huge enjoyment out of it. Um, you know, obviously the supporters do as well, our family do. So there's 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 a lot of people behind the scene. Um, you know, our our committee and you know the board, um, the you know, the chairperson and the secretary, they do a load uh, a huge amount of work um in the background. And I mean, we do really appreciate all of that. And finally, Siobhan, the fact now we have Castlehaven senior men's and women's team. Surely there has to be a friendly bet here on between the Castlehaven men's and women's team. Who's going to win the senior county next? <laughs> I don't know now, but we go up against the men in that. Um, they're doing very, you know, obviously they were unlucky there on Sunday um, coming up against a good Bars side. But um, I suppose when they played in the senior ranks for quite a few years, they're well experienced there. Um but I suppose, yeah, we'll, I don't know what I'd be going for that one now. <laughs> but I'd back us, of course. <laughs> of course, you'd back you. Like, I'd be backing you too because you've proven every time so far that you've been able to make a step up. So if the likes of Brian and Michael Hurley are listening to that, lads, the pressure is on you to match the Castlehaven <laughs> women. So again, Siobhan, thank you so, so much. And congratulations again and best of luck this week in the Munster. Perfect. Thank you very much, Kieran. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Kieran, in part one, we were speaking about the remarkable rise of the Castlehaven ladies, and now they had put a run of back to back championships together. Another West Cork team who's on a similar trajectory is the Corsi Rovers Hurlers, who are in their second county final in succession and looking for back to back promotions in their own right. Matthew Hurley has been chatting to their manager, Sean. I'm going to say his name wrong again, and Joe Goheen, so apologies for that, Sean. But uh, it's not one I'm overly familiar with. Corinne, can you correct me on that one? I think you did a better job than I do. Okay, so, so Sean, our apologies. We'll, we'll get in touch with you afterwards and we'll figure it out how it's pronounced correctly. And if, we, and, if, and if we pronounce it wrong, Sean, we'll post you a free copy of the star just to, just to make up for our, our, our misdemeanor. There you go, but regardless, Matthew's been chatting to Sean. We'll call him Coach Sean from here on in. And Kieran, the Corsis are on a remarkable run as well. Oh, 100%. They were senior, sorry, they were premier intermediate hurling champions last year. They had a, a memorable night out in Parky Cueve and went up to this senior A ranks and if they found their feet, not only have they found their feet, they've gone all the way to the final. Okay, they're going to find it tough against a really good Father O'Neill's team that will be favourites in this, this county final on Sunday. But Corsis are in with a shout. Just, just look at their their semi-final performance they got um, five goals and Sean Toomey scored four goals and Sean Toomey's one of their one is a is a Cork senior panelist and he's someone that coach Sean in our podcast that we'll in our chat that we'll hear from quite soon is adamant should be really given a his run out in the starting team with the Cork senior hurlers so courses are there on merit can they win this game of course they can it's a final anything can happen in a final and I think what will help courses they have the experience of last year they know what it's like to build up to a county final. They know what the dressing rooms in Parky Quiver are like. They know what it's like to run out on a county final with a big courses crowd there. So they're not going to be overawed by the occasion at all on Sunday. And I, I think that will stand to them. So it's going to come down to who produces the best performance on the day. And hopefully we'll be celebrating a courses win. But like you said, match with a very good catch up with Sean, with coach Sean. So after gaining promotion to the Senior A Hurling Championship last season, 
Corsi Rovers are now in the final of the competition, playing against Father O'Neill's this Sunday at four o'clock in Parky Keeve. And joining me here is Sean Gaheen, the manager of the team, former Leipzig player, a uh, brilliant manager as well. So uh, glad to have you on, Sean. And uh, how were the Thanks. players before the game? No, they're in great form, Matthew, to be fair. Um, they're very relaxed. I suppose it's handy that we had been in the final last year. Similar situation, I suppose, as this year. And they're, they're, they're familiar with the situation, the dress rooms, the field. I suppose winning the county last year. So it's not new to them and they're really looking forward to it. I, I can imagine so. And uh, I suppose, did you, at the start of the season, did you ever envisage you'd make a final? Because... Like being promoted from Premier to media is pretty tough, but to reach all the way to the senior A final, the second grade in car hurling, like that would have been a big ask, I could imagine. I, I suppose you know it was when when I suppose when the draw was made, Matthew, you know it was a, it was an extremely tough group we got, you know, and don't get me wrong, every, every game at that level is hard and tough. They're all 50-50 games, but. You know, when you go up, you probably hope to get something a little bit easier than the three teams that we got. Um, to get out of the group stage, I, I think it was a great uh, boost to us because we were very competitive in the three games we played. And I suppose when we got out of it then, we said, you know, come here, we're in a qualifying low. Anything can happen. Let's, let's, just, let's, let's get a performance right. We, we'll have a cut and take one game at a time. And that's what we've done. Exactly. So, and uh, even looking at the group stage, like I uh, did get Father O'Neill's in there the, this Sunday's pointless, of course. And you also had uh, Blarney, who the likes of Mark Coleman and uh, the Barts of the team as well. So, uh, that wasn't an easy group to get out of. No, like even Killer, Matthew, um, they're of, you know, a very traditional hurling club. They're, 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 they're very good. And I watched them this year a few times in the league. And they were very competitive. They, they beat a lot of senior teams in the in the league, uh, Middleton, the Pierschicks, Bishopstown, you know, and they kept their status. So that first game was very important to us because I think you have, it's very important to get off to a winning start. And I imagine Killer were looking at our game, probably saying that out of the four teams, probably Corsi Rose would be the game that they probably feel they could win. So I think by winning that first game, it certainly brought us on with belief, I suppose, and a lot more hope in the last two games going into so it was great to get it off to a good start you know definitely was and I suppose like playing Father O'Neill's at the group stage like uh, would that have been a positive to you especially that you're playing the, the final this Sunday I, I definitely think so Matthew because from day one the duration half fair was to win the competition you know um, I suppose I imagine even the, like they've been knocking on the door the last few years to, to get over the line um, and they've been very close and if you look at it, the Charleville two years ago, they, they narrowly lost to Charleville. And you look at Charleville's results this year, they, they, they drew with the Bears. They led from a majority of the time against Blackrock and got beaten by two points. And here the two pies are in the county final. And like was with Canturk, they were very close to Canturk coming down the home straight last year. And Canturk pipped them and Canturk knocks out Middleton this year in the county final. So to go up against Federnils, um, yes, they deserve to win the day. Um, but we were competitive, I thought. You know, for for you know, conceded a goal late in the game, all right. But it kind of put us where we were. We found where you're where you're at. You know that we can at least we can compete, and it give us hope. You know. Yeah, and I, I suppose like I haven't thought about this before until you said it. Actually, like uh, Charlotte do so well against the Bars and against Blackrock, the two county finalists, obviously. And mm. Father O'Neill's staying uh, nearly beating Charlotte a few seasons ago. Very unlucky to lose mm -hmm. that final. And uh, 
you're playing for the release this Sunday. Like, would that give you confidence even if you don't win on Sunday, if you put up a brilliant performance against Father Rennes, that you can push on even further? Well, I think it's all, like, you know, finals are there to be won, you know, and I know as we're, like, you know, we're, we're, the way we want to do it, I suppose, to perform, we just want to get our performance right on Sunday and, and perform to our very, 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 very maximum and, and see what we can do. And if it's good enough to win, it'd be fantastic. If we lose, we're expected to lose. Um... You know, but I still know you, you, you're in there, you want to win. Um, we're up against it, we know that. Um, because they're, 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 they're a serious team. I mean, you look on paper what they have, and then even Decky Dalton, I think by all accounts, he's back in the Cork senior hurling panel. Billy Dunn's form this year, he's uh, he's lighting up the lights. And I, I, I imagine Pat Ryan and his Cork selectors will be down Sunday watching Billy Dunn. He could be back on the senior hurling panel the way he's performing, and then of course with John Melrick. Um, but we just focus on our own house, really, and we just, as I said, as I said we're just trying to get our performance right for next Sunday, and and hopefully be performing. You never know. And just before the final, obviously against uh, Ballyhay in the quarterfinals, and for my especially the semi-finals, like uh, Ballyhay, you just beat them by seventeen points to sixteen. For my, it was a Sean Toome inspired four goal performance in the semi-final, winning five fourteen to fourteen points. Like getting over them two hurdles must have been massive. It was huge because. You know yourself, you, you get out of the group stage and you're in the quarterfinal, it's not good. And, um, you know, you're playing Ballyhay first and I know Ballyhay, what they bring to the table, they're always competitive, they're a, they're a brilliant club and they're, you never get nothing easy off them. Um, we were 11, 7 up at half time and we just lost away in the second half and you could probably put that down to Ballyhay. Um, the momentum turned um, and looked, I think they took the lead with about in the 57, 58 minutes for the first time and you think it's going away from us, we found a half to get a score and we're doing mistakes, but I got to give great credit to our fellas. Again, you know, they found a way, they found a way, and we got a level, an equalizing score. I think they went ahead again in injury time, and you think, God, this is this. And to, to get two points to win it, I give good, great, great credit to my guys uh, again. And that's, you know, they, they just don't know, they don't give up, and they found a way. For my, uh, again, we, uh, I'd be sure, more often than not, I go into games and I'd have three or four times I, I've seen them playing. and I'd very, I knew nothing about for um, so I knew very little. So we, we went into the game, kind of trying to focus on our own performance, obviously. And, and you know, we had a decent start. Then they got control of the game. They went seven three up. We got two goals. I think it settled us. We got a goal early in the second half, and I think that was kind of it was kind of one way of traffic. Then after that, but it was I'm delighted with from Sean Trumney. I think Sean is is a fabulous player. He's a big player for us. Um, very honest guy, uh, great guy, and. I think he's shown this year what he can bring to the table, you know, for as because he, he's a car player, you know, he has that ability, he can win his own ball, high or low, whatever. He's a threat always, but his work ethic is more important to me, the way he works and he chases and harasses uh, defenders. He, he, he's, he's, he's a huge player for us. You talked about earlier Billy Dunn and Dickie Dodds, and rightly so, they're outstanding players for Father Nays, and Pat Ryan will be taking a look at them, I'm sure, but your own player, Sean Toomey, scored, I think, 6-3 from playing the championship so far. Like, Will Pat Ryan have a look at him in the final this Sunday as well? Because he is on fire. Well, I, I suppose with Sean, he's been on the car panel for the last few years, Matthew, you know. Um, I suppose he's, he's 22 now. And I suppose that he might feel his time from now to, you know, he's, he's, he's done his time, you, you know, three years. And maybe this time now to, to give him an opportunity and chance. Um, he's certainly probably something that we probably might need. You know, he's the type of guy that can win hard ball, high ball, low ball. He's very physical. And it's, I think that definitely they'll be looking at him, yeah. 
And even other players in the panel, I've been looking at your scores here. Richard Sweetland with 29 points. Tycho Sullivan with 23 points. Stephen Nine has done well with nine points as well. Ron Nine with one four. So they're all chipping in. Yeah, naturally, they're all. This year we were kind of, I suppose, we're working really hard and getting the spray scores around, around the field of play. We work very hard on that. Um, and everyone are comfortable. Like, look, Richard had an injury at the start of the year. Um, was out for a few months, but he's coming back now. He's really finding his form. Um, Steve Nine, you know what Steve Nine can do, and Ronan Nine. These are these guys: Owen Crowley, Jerry O'Neill. You know, um, they're all good guys. They're they're, they're, they're all they're they're they good course overs players, you know. And even last season, like after getting promoted um, from that uh, Premier Intermediate Championship and even playing at the Munster Championship against Kilmiley last year as well, and coming into this championship, honestly, no, what was the realistic objective this season? Was it to get to the knockout stages and take it from there? I suppose, Matthew, you know, the, 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 when, again, I go back to the draw, when the draw was made, I, I think that we just focused, we said we just focused on the first game, just focus on the first game and, and we see what happens. Um. When we won the first game, then we put up probably seven in a good position now to at least get out of the group now. Um, so you had two opportunities against Fernandes and Blarney to do that, which gave us a great chance. And obviously, when we beat Blarney in the third game, I felt, felt then, you know, I just felt like got out of the good group. It, it, it was a great test for us to see where we're at because we found in the league, we the Blarney and Ballyhea were in the league with us, and the rest of the teams were, uh, were Premier Intermediate. Or learn to me this, and uh, you don't know where you're at. You know you feel like kind of okay. We won the games comfortable enough. We topped the table, and we, we said like you, you. We said like we're going in against Killer. We're going in cold. Are we up to the pace of the game? But to be fair to the boys, they adapted very well and they're comfortable enough. And yeah, we, we're fine. We're going well and we're happy. Where we're, we're at. And uh, gaining promoted last season, Father O'Neill's obviously uh, losing um, a good few finals in senior A and being close year on year, like. Even if you were to lose on a Sunday now, would it be a big achievement even to reach a final? Like the people, of course, as I could imagine, are pros of the team already. Ah, yeah. I, 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 the journey we've been on, match has been incredible. You, you know, and it's only in a short, like, kind of two years now we're at it. Um, we've got a great response from the players, to be fair. The, the, every game they've played, like, they've been superb for us. They, they, they owe us nothing. And the old course, over is not in the minute. Um, I think the supporters, you know, the, even the joy when we won the semi final last day, come down onto the field of play in the dressing rooms afterwards, the, the, the happiness. Um, like these days don't come every year. And that's my point to the players and to, to the supporters. You got to make the most of them out, out of it. And as I know, we're big underdogs and I know they're one to six on Fraternies to win and everyone is tipping them to win comfortable and so on like that. For me, it's different. I think that. We want to go and win. Um, and I feel it's a chance, an opportunity for us to win. Yes, we have to be very good in the day. We need to get to rub the green, you know. And But I just feel, like, okay, if we lose, yes, you'll be disappointed. I'd be massively disappointed. Um, but the objective is Sunday to try and win the game. And uh, what people uh, watching the podcast might not know is uh, you're a former Piercy player and uh, you won a county title back in the 90s as well. So, uh what, what was your time in the Piercing like? Uh, like a very good team, I can imagine. Uh, I was very fortunate, I suppose, Matthew. At the time, I, I, I made my debut in 89 and we made a breakthrough in 1990. You know, we had a very good team that time and probably should have won more and achieved more. Um, we won our second one in 85. Then uh, we got beaten in 92 by Aaron's own. 
Um, we lost in three semi-finals, 93, 94, 96. And then we didn't, you know, we 2004, I was on that panel that time, we won in 2004. So I suppose my own playing career, I was lucky, I was fortunate. I was on a very good team, you know. And what brought you down to courses from uh, the Piercing? Like the Piercing, a huge hurling club, and then coming down to courses, like, uh, like what made you come down in the first place? See, I suppose I, 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 I mean, coaching a good way long, um, and it's something I love doing. I, I get a buzz out of it, you know. And I had been the the, the Piercing coach in two thousand thirteen and fourteen. And then you feel, you know, you don't your time, you've got to move on, you know, somewhere else. And I got a phone call off um, Sean O'Callan, the chairman, and he, could he meet up with me and have a chat with me? And we, we had a couple of chats and a couple of meetings. And yeah, we, we decided to go off it. And yeah, that, that was how it worked out that way. It's been some right since. Amazing. Unbelievable journey, to be fair. Um, probably something to start when I went down there, start you're kind of going into it, you know, you, with COVID. That time, so we actually didn't get on the field of play until last May. So you're saying you're kind of trying to get your stamp in the team and so on like that. So you're kind of saying, Jesus, like, you know, normally you start in January and you get a feel for them and they get a feel for you. But as I said, the, the buy-in from the players from day one has been sensational. Um, they're great young fellas. They're, they're willing to learn. They, they, they adapt very easy to situations. Um, we have a great relationship. We're, you know, they're they're very respectful and we enjoy one another's company. We're we have a bit of banter, we have a crack, and uh, you know we are having a crack the weekend now. We're all swimming and a bit of banter, and we're nice and relaxed. They're a great bunch of players, and they're 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 they're, they're guys that certainly I'd love to bring into war with. Uh, you can bank on them, you know. And like uh, I know you're big underdogs going into this game against Father Nees. Nobody's really backing you going to the final <laughs> when some people are, but. Uh, like, uh, what would it mean to the people of Corsi's to get promoted to the top grade of car hurling? Like, especially for a club down here, it isn't really, you know, it doesn't happen too often. So, like, for Corsi's to go up to the senior grade of car football, that'd be huge. Ah, sure, it'd, be, it'd be amazing, Matthew, to be fair. Like, um, you know, you just even see last year the, the, the people, you know, from young and old crying after the county final last year. And even even after the the, the monster, we, we we beat Magrish in the semi final, monster monster semi final, and the enjoyment and the joy and you know even we got beaten in the monster final, but they're a very passionate club and they're so well run down there and they're such a they love their hurling, uh, lovely people, um so it'd be great for them, it'd be great to back up senior, you know what I mean? There's a young team there to be fair, they're young, and uh, there's a lot of potential there. Um, and so look fingers crossed you never know and that's a uh, young talent like uh, will it drive you on in uh, years to come like even if uh, you lose on Sunday like the talent is coming through of course is some huge talent yeah look, listen I, I think the future looks bright down there I really do I think there's, there's great young fellas coming up and, and they have a structure match which is important like they have a structure they have a very good chairman down there Sean O'Callaghan He's driving on the whole thing and underage, you see the underage structures, there's very good coaching being done down there. There's numbers are picking up and yeah, the future looks good down there. There's a very good club, very well run. They're very together down there, very united, loyal bunch. Um, so it's, it's very promising down there at the moment. 
and that finding the scenery hurling championship, the county scenery hurling championship, Father Leeds against Corsi Rovers on at four o'clock in Parky Keeve. And uh, I'd uh, really recommend that you go down to that game. It'll be a huge game in Parky Keeve on Sunday. Thanks, Sean, for coming on the podcast. Wish you the best of luck on Sunday. And uh, the whole of West Cork and uh, the whole of uh, this region really is behind Corsi Rovers on Sunday. Thanks a million, Matthew. I appreciate it. Bye. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Right, Kieran, I suppose we should probably say before we wrap up and look ahead to this week's paper that for anyone watching on YouTube, don't adjust your screens. Yes, you are correct. We are in the studio together for the first time in a very long time and Kieran, it's great to be back it just feels right it feels like we're home Jack you know mm. doesn't it it feels like we're, we're back to where we started I think we're a bit older a bit greyer some speak pe- for yourself some people's hair is, is, is a bit more wild than it was the last time we were in the studio but it's, oh, it's nice it's nice to be back in the, the studio here in, in, in Star HQ and Skib just to record the, record the podcast it's, it's, it's been too long Jack We've been having our, our, our different adventures, but good to get the dream team back together. And I'm sure all our fans now on YouTube will be leaving comments because we even kind of got coordinated with our, with our dress sense today. Like we're, we're we look professional. Oh, we do for once, you know, kind of we're after scrubbing up over the, over the last couple of years. So good to be back in the office. Good to record the podcast live here again. So it's um, probably the only one in a while we'll do together, but we'll have to get the team back. We'll have to have a, a reunion again soon. Well, no, in saying that, next week's podcast will also be recorded in person, in studio, and for those of you tuning in either on video or on audio, it's a very special episode of the Star Sport Podcast because next week is going to be the 200th episode. Yes, I said that, the 200th episode. So for 200 episodes, we've been together making these podcasts. No one's cancelled us yet. We've yet to be cancelled in either the sense that we're not getting enough numbers or we said something inappropriately. No cancellations. And we're celebrating with, I might say... Our favourite guest so far. He doesn't do many interviews, but he's agreed to chat to the Star Sport Podcast to celebrate our 200 episode. He's West Cork royalty, Kieran. I'll give you a little drum roll and you can reveal to this week's listeners who our guest for next week will be. We decided to go big or go home, so we went big. So, Bentry Blues and Corkledge and Graham Kentick. We have a big chat with him. Really good chat. And I actually had the chat... With, with Graham already, we've we've had a, a really good catch up, and this is this is a really good podcast. And for any sports fans, whether you're a GA fan, a rowing fan, rugby, soccer, whether you're from West Cork or Armagh or or or, or diaspora abroad, I think you want to listen to this podcast because Graham is in really good form. Like you said, he he doesn't really give too many interviews anymore. Even when he was a player, he was very reluctant for um, I suppose to say too much in the media. But he, he agreed to come on for a, a chat to, to Mark, I suppose, the 200th episode of the Star Sport podcast. So we talked a lot about his time at Bantry Blues, growing up as a young young fellow in Bantry, coming on to that Bantry team in, in 98 that won the, the County Senior Football Championship. And it goes from, the chat went from there onto his, his time with Cork. And of course, he captain Cork to the 2010 All-Ireland the last um, Cork man exactly to Sam Maguire and we're even chatting about the night that the Sam Maguire came back to Bentry and what that was like for him and having the O'Leary's from Puddy Island out in the bay when the Cork bus was coming into Bentry town and there were some Cork footballers from the city on the bus saying what is going on here and it was just such a unique and special occasion and 
we chatted about an awful lot with Graham, and you'll have to check out next week's podcast to, to listen. But I also asked him because he was telling me he was at last year's or this year's All Ireland football final, and he was impressed by a certain Clifford um, Kerry man from across the county bounds. So I put it to Graham who would be the best man from that 2010 Cork team to mark David Clifford. So you'll have to check out next week's podcast for Graham's answer. But a really good chat and a, a brilliant way to mark the 200 episode. Yeah, so that'll be out. Wherever you get your podcasts, and of course on the Southern Star YouTube channel from next Tuesday or Wednesday, we'll confirm closer to the time. But Kieran, just back to this week and this week's Star Sports section. Let's briefly preview it before we wrap up. What can readers expect? And we've already gone through, obviously, the likes of Castlehaven's big win, Bentley Blue's big win, and I know there was losses for St. Michael's and Castlehaven men's. They're all there. Also worth mentioning that the O'Donovan Russell ladies lost their county junior final to Neva Bond. We have a full page on that. And there was disappointment too for Clan Kilty in the county senior B ladies football final. And we have a report and reaction from that as Clan captain Ginny Quinn tells us that she thinks this is still a platform for Clan to build on going forward. So, so that's their... Um, we also, the last word column this week is on Dominic Casey, coach Dominic Casey. He's the man behind the wrong Ireland lightweight success story. He's a man from just out the road here in Skibbereen. And I've done a, I suppose, just a look at what makes Dominic Casey so successful. Like his success is incredible. Irish lightweight rowing has never won as many medals as, as they've had until Dominic came along. So I'm trying to find out what's the secret to... To what's the magic behind Dominic Casey? So you can check that out. And another interesting um, story on skib rowing that we have in this week's Southern Star is that they need new boats. The club needs new boats. Um, a lot of their old workhorses, as they're called, have seen better days. Um, and when it comes to rowing boats, they're really, really quite expensive. Um, and eight costs 50,000. So that just shows you how, how dear rowing boats are. And skib are looking for at least three or four new boats. So it's, just, it's worth checking out how Ireland's most successful rowing club it's not it's not staying still it wants to build and it wants to and it wants to push forward we also have an interview with um uh, daniel o'callaghan he's part one of the the members or the founders of the new mizzen hub team in the west cork league so matthew hurley caught up with with daniel just to chat about why why they form mizzen hub so mizzen hub are mizzen afc and betty the hub they both come together so there's two two teams mizzen hub a mizzen hub b in the Premier Division and the Championship, so so that's there. We also have news from the Carby Junior Championship. Kinsale won the South the Southeast Championship. There, there's there's a lot going in there. New contract for Josh Witcherly. Gavin Coombs is back training. Um, you name it, it's in Thursday Southern Star. And of course, that will be in shops across West Cork and beyond from Thursday morning. But if you can't make it to a shop for any reason, you can subscribe online. Just go to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper and subscribe to the Southern Star on your computer, tablet or smartphone for less than two euro per week. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast and thanks as well to our producer Dylan Mangan and our reporter Matthew Hurley. If you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Slán Tomlach.